Everything's Messy podcast brought to you by Dreamweaver Media. So incredible company. I'm so excited that I've had the chance to work with this company. Let me tell you, if you are looking to level up your podcast, level up your business, anything that you need to get very clear and laser focused with your goals for your company, you need to reach out to Dreamweaver Media. They have a strategy session report that they will do for you. And what that will do is you will discover your dream audience persona, define your business's why, craft a brand identity that speaks directly to your target audience, identify your marketing goals and create a custom plan and receive a detailed visual shoot plan that brings everything to life. Let me tell you, this company is amazing. So reach out to dreamweavermedia.co, that's dreamweavermedia.co, check out their website for more information. This is Everything's Messy Podcast. I'm Sarah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Such a fun week. We've got Thanksgiving coming up. Really quick, I want to go back, uh, acknowledge Veterans Day, and I want to send a big thank you to all the veterans, all their families, and all the sacrifices that have been made. Really, truly appreciate all of that, and I have said that before. This is Thanksgiving week. So much to be thankful for. So excited. Such, so much to celebrate. And I think this episode I am going to talk about, which I'm sure a lot of podcasts are talking about, and that's just having thankfulness in my heart and having a great, you know, grateful attitude, show, expressing gratitude. Those are the things that I want to get into. Really quick, though, if you did not listen to last week's episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to the interview I did with Beth Warford. She is the founder of Pretty Loaded. Great interview about situational awareness and especially as women what we can do to sort of protect ourselves a little better and maybe um, see those predatorial behaviors and kind of make sure we're paying attention especially when we're out with our children uh, by ourselves those are things that we really really uh, should focus on and so great interview so if you didn't listen to that go back and check that out with Beth. Uh, so with Thanksgiving coming up I thought we could do a little tiny episode, not so tiny, <laughs> of uh, you being grateful. And of course, the, you know, obvious reasons and why and having a grateful heart is so important. It actually does change the way we might be looking at things and seeing things. But to expound upon it a little bit and go a little bit bigger, I want to just take a moment or a few and talk about maybe being grateful for the things that did not work out. Uh, I think I've mentioned before, I look at rejection as protection. And sometimes that is also being grateful, maybe not being able to see it in the moment, moment, but trusting and realizing that it didn't work out for a reason. You may not see that reason, but to hold strong, have faith and understand that maybe it wasn't supposed to, and maybe somewhere you're being protected and being looked out for. So something doesn't terribly go wrong. At least that's the way that I would like to look at it. There's a lot of things in my life that I have wanted so desperately, wanted it to work out, just, you know, dying, yearning, want, you know, so bad, and it just didn't happen. And one of those things, um, well, I was, you know, a teenager, and I really, really wanted to serve uh, in the military, really wanted to go into the Air Force. And you know, this was everything I wanted. I mean, you know, even at 16, you no, know, we probably shouldn't be making 
life decisions, but we start to have an identity and we start to see what we want and what we don't want. And for some reason, you know, not for some reason, I knew the reason I wanted to serve my country. This is how I thought I could serve my country. And uh, I spoke with a recruiter on campus, spoke with several of my teachers, was able to get recommendations like this is what I thought I was going to do. And not taking into account that being a type 1 diabetic would automatically fail me out of even thinking about going into the military. And I remember when that would that came to be found out, my dad and I, you know, he was going to write a letter saying that they weren't absolved, you know, they were absolved of any responsibility that may happen. But it was so much more than that. And I didn't know that, you know, I would have been putting other people at risk and I would never have wanted to do that. But you get an idea in your head and you want it so, so desperately that it, you know, it just didn't happen. And I felt for a long time very resentful towards having diabetes and just having this thing that would keep me from doing what I really wanted to do. Um, as I got a little bit older, still wanting to serve somehow, I wanted, I've always wanted to help people. That's what I have wanted to do. And realizing that maybe in the capacity that I could help people would be somehow as a first responder. So going through EMT school and, and going that down that road, I then found out that I had a really hard time touching people and being around sickness and bodily fluids and blood and gore and just, you know, I, I could handle the blood, but to have to touch it, no thank you. Um, and that was a big eye-opener for me. And that's how ultimately remembering going to work with my stepmom. She worked downtown at Parker Center, LAPD dispatcher. I remember watching her in action, wanting to do that and remembering years later, yeah, I, I think I can help in that way. Now it was by no means on a big scale like LAPD, but it was for a police department and I felt like I had found my calling. Now, does it mean that I wouldn't have been able to do you know work serve in the military the way I wanted if I didn't have diabetes sure that probably could be a thing but it wasn't my path and coming to terms with that and actually being grateful there for that later on is something that I had to see through so I think being grateful for the things that did not work out is a big deal so the other things that I try to keep balance I'm grateful for the space to grow and change you know I've said this before I have a very supportive husband and, you know, I just can't tell you how many times I have probably gone to him with some cockamamie idea. And he's very patient and he just kind of allows me to arrive at maybe it wasn't such a great idea. Uh, but he's so understanding. And I think he wants that space as well. He wants to know he can grow and change. He's recently picked up leather making and he makes wallets and beautiful uh you know, legal pad size covers and notebooks and journals and keychains. And I mean, he's just doing extraordinary work. And he likes the idea of just being in that moment and doing something with his hands and, you know, being very methodical with it. And he likes to know that I'm not pressuring him or, you know, making it something, you know, into a business. I mean, I think that's his ultimate goal. But right now he's just truly loving learning leather work. And I think that's amazing. I also think we should be grateful for how far we've come. Celebrating the small victories, the little things. One of the victories that I'm celebrating is right after my heart attack when they 
uh, put me in into cardiac rehab, you know, you have to start walking or riding a recumbent bike or lifting weights and those kinds of things. I remember, and this was several weeks after the attack, but you have to start rehabbing. And I remember I could not barely lift a three pound weight. Now, before the heart attack, I did, that was not an issue, but sitting there being weak and just, you know, literally feeling like I've been run over by a freight train and having to rebuild from that and thinking, what is the matter with me? All I can do is lift three pounds. Man, what has happened to me? And then now a year and a half post attack, uh, actually a little longer than a year and a half, um, post attack, I'm now able to do 18 pounds per arm. And that's huge to me. Now, I don't do that. I usually stay around the 15 mark just because I'm not trying to bulk. I just want to lift. But that's huge for me. I, I mean, I was not able to do anything. So that's a big victory that I'm celebrating. And I think that shows just, you know, how far I have come and how far I want to go, right? The other thing that I think is really big is um, that growth mindset, right? So we make a mistake or we fall down or we don't quite hit the goal that we're trying to hit, but we're patient and give ourselves grace enough to know that in our minds, okay, yes, this may be a small setback, but we're not quitting. We're going to get back up. We're going to put one foot in front of the other. We're going to keep hammering because that's what we're supposed to do. And that is what drives me, I think. I need that. Okay. I also think it's it's in the way in our self-talk, and I mentioned this before. We are our own worst critics. We our self-talk can be so, so terrible, so negative. And that resonates and gets into our souls. And you carry that around with you, whether you think you do or not, you actually do, and it changes your perspective and it changes the way you look at things, and it changes the way that you're going to attack something. And it's very, very crucial that we can wake up and think, you know, have positive thoughts, which is positive affirmation, a moment in prayer, just mindfulness, just setting our mind truly great before we even put one foot on the floor. I think that is so important. And when you are thinking those things, give, give yourself permission. Think big, right? Think big. Whatever it is that you're dreaming of, think it, say it, talk about it to yourself, whatever it needs to say, think big, think peace, Make sure you're taking the time to not only have inner peace, but bring peace to others wherever you're going. Think joy and happiness. Those are great things to find little moments of joy and happiness throughout the day and to spread that with others. Encouragement, right? And just make sure that we are taking a moment, taking a step back to have that self-reflection, to have that grateful heart, because I'm telling you, it will change the way you're looking at things. Other things I'm grateful for, uh, friendships that withstand time and distance. And my friends know who I'm talking about. Um, I have, you know, a, a relationship that I've had since I was a teenager. And we have been through ups and downs, thicks and thins, you know, kids, husband, like all, the whole thing. And sh we have the kind of relationship where one of us can pick up the phone She's better at it than I am. I give her total credit, but she'll pick up the phone and it's like we never stopped talking. Like we just pick up right where we left off. And I'm very, very grateful for that because that is just, we both have an understanding of being busy moms and having distance between us and 
you know, certainly wanting to be a part of each other's life, but it just, you know, we just went separate ways and, you know, drifted into other things, but we can still come together and appreciate one another. And I feel like that is so, so important. And that gives us perspective on what truly matters, right? Again, the obvious ones, right? Health. Speak health into your talk, though. Talk about how, you know, in your mind, okay, you want to be healthy. What things are you doing to choose to be healthy? It can be the littlest thing, drinking more water. It can be a big thing. I'm going to commit to lifting so many weights and, and you know, going past my limit. Whatever that thing is, though, have that healthy mindset because that's that will keep you going, right? The other thing, and I, I, this really, really keeps with me, resonates with me all the time, and I, I've I heard this many, many years ago, but people remember how you make them feel. They might not necessarily remember what you say, although it will have an impact. They may not exactly remember what you do for them or did for them, although it will have an impact. But what they will remember is how you made them feel. So if you, and I'm sure you've been on the receiving end of this, if somebody has made you feel so bad about yourself, so terrible, it's probably because the things that they said or did, but you won't quite remember exactly, or maybe you will, but I think what stays with us is that feeling of just so, you know, feeling so bad about ourselves at the hands of somebody else. And if you flip that on its access, you're also going to remember somebody making you feel so great, so loved, so supported. You're going to remember that person. You're going to remember how they spoke to you. You may emulate that. You may repeat that. You may show somebody else the same kindness that you were showed because that is what makes us, you know, keeping going back for more, right? We want to feel those good things. So you will and everyone else will remember how somebody made you feel. And that's big. So making sure that we're being kind and loving and humble, right? And just how we can pay it forward, what we can do for one another. That's how we want to be left, right? I mean, think about it, honestly. And this isn't to get too dark or or bad, but think about it. We are here this minute. This is the one minute that we've been given, but we are not guaranteed our next minute. So how do you want to leave how you've made people around you feel? I know for me, I want everyone in my whole entire family to know how much I love them, what I think about them, what I want for them, and to know that, you know, I would go to the ends of the earth for them. I really would. And we only have a short time to say that. And it's so important that you leave the ones that you love knowing, again, how you made them feel and what they will think about after we're gone, right? That's so important. And I think just, you know, again, kind to ourselves, right? That's that's a really big deal. Giving ourselves grace, giving ourselves time to grow. Those are all very, very big things. So from that, and again, because Thanksgiving is up, coming up, that's kind of the direction that I wanted to go and, you know, talk about. I know there will be a lot of memes out there and, you know, make sure you have a grateful heart. But I want to flip it just a little bit. When I talk about, you know, being kind and loving and bringing joy and happiness, that's not to say, and hear me when I say this, that's not to say, don't be a scrapper, be a fighter, go after what you want, whatever that looks like. 
Now, do we want to hurt people along the way? No way. That's not what I'm talking about. But don't forget, if you have to stand up for yourself, fight for yourself and fight for those who can't fight for themselves. Stick up for them. Be there. Be their champion. Be their fighter. Do what it, you can because that will also resonate with them. And you might inspire somebody. They might see you going after what you want being aggressive about it. And they're going to maybe want to repeat that, show that, copy that. And I think we can be that example and that, you know, fire that they might see that they might also want. So don't forget. Yes, absolutely. We want to be humble. We want to be kind and should be loving, but we want to be scrappy, go out there and fight. It's not going to be handed to you. Whatever it is you're wanting, you have to go get it. So go get it. Go take it. Make it yours. Whatever it is, you be in charge. You be in charge of your destiny. You be in charge of the life that you want. You be in charge of making those positive changes, having that positive mindset, and go after it, whatever it is. Or if it's that's not your season right now, maybe you're going to help somebody else go after it. So be there for them because in turn, some at some point, it will come back to you. And that's what we want. So being grateful every day is so such a blanket statement, but it encompasses so much, at least for me, because I've got all of those things in my head that I'm like, check. Okay, I want this. Okay, what am I doing to get this? Okay, how am I achieving this? And all of that... I want my kids to see. I want my kids to see that the life they want is within their reach. They just have to go get it. And that means working hard. We want our kids to know there is a time for work and there is a time for play and to find that balance. And I think that's so hard. And they're going to see what you're doing. Now, really quickly, I've seen these memes where... Um, kids do what they see, right? And I will tell you, I bought into that for a little bit, but I don't think that's completely true because my kids see me clean the house all the time and they're not really cleaning the house. So I buy into that a little bit. Um, but I think what that what they mean by that is the habits. They see the habits. They see you, you know, reading the Bible every day. If they see you working out every day, if they see you eating healthy, they are looking and watching and picking up on that. And that's what they're going to do. Again, is it working for them to clean the bathroom and vacuum? Not so much. <laughs> Maybe they'll be, they'll grow into that. But for now, if I can be the example of my habits and my mindset and the way I speak, and I want to fill them up with the way that I speak, I want them to know I'm a safe landing and they can come to me with whatever they have. There'll be no judgment. But if it needs to be a stern talk, if it needs to be a, hey, what are you thinking talk, if it needs to be, you know, let's slow down a minute, it's not coming across with judgment. It's just hang on time out. Let's get to the bottom of this. What are we dealing with? And I want them to know that they can always, always do that. And I would like other people who are not my children, if you've got something to talk about, let's talk about it. We can have a respectful back and forth, which is all I've ever wanted. I've I've been accused a lot of loving confrontation and loving arguing and loving debate. And I will tell you, I, I do think I am a great debater, but I'm not looking for confrontation. I'm not looking to tear somebody down so I can feel bigger. That's not what I'm looking for. Um, but yes, uh, fun, spirited debate and back and forth conversation. I'm all in. That would be fun. Uh, I, I, my family can attest to that. <laughs> um, so anyway, 
I think with, you know, all of everything that's going on in the world, I think if we could keep these down in our thoughts, if we can make sure that, you know, we're keeping our eyes set forward, you know, if you're a visual person, take out, you know, find a, you know, whatever the picture is, find it in a magazine, cut it out, hold it, walk around with it in your pocket. Okay. So when I was younger, my stepmom, she had this dream about, you know, she wanted us to have this beautiful house in Texas. And this, we were still in California at the time. And this, her dream, her visual was on our refrigerator. And it was a picture of the, in a house in a magazine that she had cut out. And it was like a watercolor picture. It was a beautiful house. And I'd always be like, you know, what, what is, what is the point of this on the fridge? But years later, remembering that picture and remembering that's what they wanted. That's what they were working for. And that kept her working towards retirement, working towards that goal, working towards what they wanted to do. And I'm not sure that originally when they moved to Texas, I'm not sure that they had that, but I do believe now, now that I, I've seen them and where they've ended up and what they have, I think now they have that picture and that life that she wanted to create away from LA, away from the bustle and the hustle and all that stuff. And I think just having that visual, whatever, and that's just one example. There are so many examples you can have. And so I think that just kept her, this is why we're not spending money. This is why we're like, it kept us just on the track of trying to make that come true. If yours is something else, you know, go for it. But again, if you're visual, find it, look for it, get a picture of it, put it up there. You know, I have a picture of, um, <laughs> it's kind of silly, but I have a picture of a bathing suit in my bathroom that. I want to achieve to fit into at some point. Again, I've always said, and I've been saying this forever, right? I, not forever, but when I started, I'm not the before picture, but I'm certainly not the after picture yet. But that visual of looking at that bathing suit, knowing one day I'm not only going to fit into it, I'm going to feel confident fitting into it, keeps me going every day. It's just that one little piece of nugget. Okay, I've got that. Okay, I know today I'm going to make good choices with eating, drinking my water, doing the weightlift, whatever I need to do, like that just kind of reminds me what we need for our our sanity, our, our drive, our, you know, motivation, right? So whatever you can do, I totally encourage it. Definitely. Uh, so I think uh, I'm also very grateful to have this outlet, to have this podcast. This is the first time in my life that I'm, I've, I've done something creative in, like, in this capacity. I My children will tell you they get their creativity from their father. It is not from me. I am as good as maybe a stick figure, and that's about the extent of my creativity. But this podcast has allowed me to not only look inside myself and have reflection on where I've been, what I'm doing, and what I want to do, it has been become an outlet where I can talk to you guys and I can relate and I can share what I'm feeling and I can talk about, man, I failed today, or I can say the you know things that I've accomplished. And it, I'm so grateful for it. I've always said the podcast community is such a welcoming community. 
I feel like we it is the most raw and genuine place that we can go and have a conversation and it not be regulated and it not be shut down because we're coming from a tr- our truth place and, that, and that's how we feel and it's received it's it's understood it's you know I people tell me all the time I relate to that so much and I just hope that this continues to be that space for you I hope that we can get back to helping with whatever chronic illness you may be going through whatever conventional medicine you may be trying to get away from whatever food you might be wanting to try out I really hope that we can be that for you and get back to that. And I think just growing together is such a beautiful thing. And I feel so blessed. Thanksgiving is usually the kickoff season for Christmas and Hanukkah and all those other things. But I think taking a moment and just truly reflecting and having gratitude, I think that will get you far. So keep going out there. I'm supporting all of you. Have a great, great rest of your week. And keep it messy because you know what? Everything's messy and that's okay. And that's what we're here for. Thank you guys. And we'll see you. We'll talk to you next week.